listening to Nightlight. Hi, and a warm welcome to another edition of Nightlight. Melvin's back with us on the show today, speaking to us over Skype from Texas. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. And it's always great to have you with us on the show, Melvin. Yes, I'm so glad to be here and it's really exciting to be able to share uh, some of these truths that the Lord is teaching me. So, yes, I'm excited. <laughs> Your recent classes on Nightlight have been appreciated by so many, including myself. And the last time you were with us, you mentioned that you'd had another class you wanted to teach on the gift of tongues. Now, I must confess that I've never been much of a tongues person. In fact, I haven't spoken in tongues for quite a few years. I used to speak in tongues a little bit, but it was you know, more or less a bit of gibberish that I repeated over and over that I wasn't sure if it was actually tongues at all or if I was just making it up. If I ever had the gift of tongues, it was certainly not a gift I've used much or developed. In fact, sad to say, I'd pretty much completely forgotten about it. So when you mentioned that you were speaking in tongues for half an hour or more every day and it'd been such a blessing to you, it reawakened my interest in this spiritual gift and made me wonder if I was missing out on something. So I'm very eager to hear this class, Melvin. Uh, The same case is with me, like for a long time, you know, even as a missionary. When I first got saved, I think I spoke in tongues, you know, in the first year or so, a little bit, but that's also, you know, I was just trying it out. It was just basically for for a minute or two minutes or something like that. But I never really had a knowledge of the the truth about uh, speaking in tongues. Uh, you know, my brother, he uh, he's a Pentecostal pastor. Just before I got saved, my brother was already preaching and teaching for almost two years. He would speak in tongues or, you know, uh, his church would speak. But there was so much wrong information floating around because... In that church, it was required that you sp- you have to speak in tongues, and and if you didn't speak in tongues, it is like you're not baptized by the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit is not in you. And so, a lot of people felt pressured that, and they felt condemned that they're not even probably saved in a sense because they're not speaking in tongues. Yes. So there was a lot of uh, that was not based on the on scriptures. And so some people, you know, they were told you have to tarry. Tarry means you have to wait uh, till the whole. So some people have been waiting for years. Gosh. All of that, you know, the, the Bible says uh, my people perish for lack of knowledge. A lot of times, you know, we do need pastors and we need uh, people. But uh, as a child of God, as a Christian, we need to always go back to the Bible and see if it is actually there. Right. That is when we really get a revelation. And so I think that's exactly what I did is I had to go find out what are the benefits of speaking in tongues? Is it required? Does it affect our salvation in a sense? You know, so when I started questioning myself, going over it, uh, I understood from the scriptures that um, speaking in tongues is not for salvation. Right, You get saved by the Word of God when you receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and your Savior. Your spirit is uh, now sealed by the Holy Spirit. You're recreated. And, of course, if you die, you go to heaven. Right. Now, speaking in tongues is mainly for our benefit while we are on this earth. It's not a showy thing. It's not that uh, if I speak in tongues uh, more than somebody else, that means I'm more spiritual or, you know, I am more holier. It has nothing to do with that. It's like a tool 
that the father gave his children that they can use right away after they get saved to communicate with him. Uh, it is used as a communication tool from your spirit to the father directly without having to go through your mind. Right. right? Because our mind always try to analyze in the carnal senses. Whatever we get, we try to figure it out by our feelings, by our symptoms, by our five senses. And so we kind of filter it through our five senses. And that's why the carnal mind is enmity with God. And they that walk in the flesh cannot uh, please God because they're not walking by faith. And so the carnal mind, after a Christian, you know, is born again, now there's a battle between the carnal mind and the spiritual mind. And I started a series of classes on that topic, basically, on how to live and walk in the spirit. But today I want to explain that. It's, it's not something that is required in the sense that uh, for anything, but speaking in tongues is like a gift. Right. That is given to the newborn babe or, uh, you know, a Christian who is born again to directly communicate with the Father. Yes. I believe with all of my heart, if a mind starts operating just like the mind of Christ that we have, then you don't really need to speak in tongues because your mind and your spirit now are so unified in the sense that uh, they think as one. For a long time, I had this question, you know, I was asking the Lord, but I, you know, there is no scripture that really says that Jesus has spoken in tongues. Right. And so for a long time, you know, when I started learning, I mean, started to speak in tongues again, I started wondering why Jesus didn't speak so much in tongues. The Bible doesn't say that Jesus spoke in tongues. It just says that he groaned in the spirit, especially when he came to Lazarus' tomb. He was so moved, he groaned in the spirit. But there was no lot about Jesus speaking in tongues. Actually, there's not any scripture. And so I was asking the Lord and one day the Lord gave it to me and he said, look, the thing is, the mind of Jesus when he was on the earth was so in tune with his father. Right. He said, I don't say anything except what my father says through me. And so yes. his mind and the mind of his father, that they were so in unison that any, any thought that came out of Jesus was actually, you know, or his prayer came directly out of his spirit. And so that's why Jesus didn't really have to speak a lot in tongues. But see, in my case, my mind is still very carnal. It is not completely renewed uh, according to the word of God. It is getting there, but it's not completely renewed. And so when I pray, I'm very limited because my mind keeps trying to analyze and to figure out why are you praying this, why, why are you saying that? But when I pray in the Spirit, it's my Spirit praying directly to the Father. And see, and see that, is, that is one of the main reasons the Spirit is given to people, that are, I'm sorry, the Spirit and speaking in tongues are given to the people when they get born again. Let's go down to the, to the foundation of this. So if you go to Luke chapter 11, verse 13, it says, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? The, the Holy Spirit is given to us as a teacher, as a guide, as a helper, you know, as a comforter. Most Christians, 
do not avail of the Holy Spirit. They, they go through the Christian life and not really acknowledging the Holy Spirit, not really expecting the help and the comfort that comes from the Holy Spirit. And so what happens is even though the Holy Spirit is given to us because we asked and the Holy Spirit is given to us, but the Holy Spirit is kind of trapped inside of us because our mind, our carnal thinking, our carnal emotions, our carnal uh, understanding does not release the Holy Spirit. So it's kind of locked up. And people say, no, but the Holy Spirit is, you know, he, he can just burst through you. No, no, the Holy Spirit doesn't burst through you. The Holy Spirit is gentle, just like God. Just like Jesus, he waits for you to make the choice yes. to allow the Spirit to work in us. And a lot of times people don't do that. People really don't have a relationship uh, with the Holy Spirit. They never talk to the Holy Spirit. They never thank the Holy Spirit. They never expect uh, His presence with them. Now we've got to understand that the, you know, the Spirit is where uh, the Father and the Son resides in us. When Jesus said, you know, I don't say anything except what my Father says to me. And you know, I don't do anything except what the Father does. He's basically talking about the Spirit. Yes. That the Father is residing in. And so we don't avail of that. And so what we do is we are always praying as if God is somewhere uh, and we are trying to get him to agree with us or to grant us our petitions. Right. But it's the other way around. If the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's what Jesus said. So because the flesh is weak, we don't really understand or have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I mean, for years as a missionary, I don't know, maybe 25 years or more than that, I never really, uh, you know, connected with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I never really, you know, uh, thanked Him or, you know, had any form of relationship. Mm -hmm. But the more now I understand and I acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life, in my heart, I'm seeing more and more of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and it's working. So here, Jesus said, all you got to do is ask. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, now as you start acknowledging the Holy Spirit, now more and more of the revelation of God's Word you know, becomes more tangible in our daily life. It's nightlight. What a delight. Okay, so let's go to Mark 16 and verse 17. Mark 16 verse 17 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Yes. We know from scripture and the words of Jesus, he's telling us that these signs shall follow them. And of course, today I'm just looking at the sign that they shall speak with other tongues. We have to understand there is a battle. You know, Satan is against us speaking in tongues because he really doesn't want us to have a direct connection with the Father. So the flesh will fight us because once we start speaking in tongues, I mean, in my life, since I started speaking in tongues on a daily basis, you know, anywhere between uh, 30 to one hour, 30 minutes to one hour, I do speak, if, you know, the time, if I have the time. Wow. And since I've been speaking, the Word of God has become real clear to me. Interesting. I have got more revelations uh, from the Word of God than I ever in my entire Christian life. Wow. And I know, yeah, I know that's because our speaking in tongues does that to us. It kind of stays up the Spirit within us and now, you know, the Holy Spirit is able to more freely move into our mind, into outer man, even into our body. I'll, I'll get into that aspect of it, how speaking in tongues 
tongues even helps our body, right? So we know from Jesus that believers shall speak in, in a different tongue. Now let's go to John chapter 7, verse 38 and 39. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Yes, you look in the Old Testament, you don't see the traces of speaking in tongues, because nobody had the Spirit dwelling in them. The indwelling of the Spirit was not available in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit came upon people, uh, even his own disciples uh, did not have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And so there was no need for them to speak in tongues because it's the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit that recreates our own human spirit and then our human spirit is now speaking through our mouth in tongues. That's how it works. So in the Old Testament you don't see it. It's true. Because the Spirit was not yet given, but in the New Testament, the Spirit is given to us, and now we have a recreated Spirit, and all God needs is our mouth or our tongue. See, the Spirit needs a tongue to utter the words in the physical realm in order for it to be recalled to take place. Now, that's why, that's why they had prophets in the Old Testament, prophets, because they have to speak forth the Word of God on the earth. It has, to, it has to come through a human being, just like the devil. I talked about this in the, in the class on authority. The devil does the same. He needs people, uh, their mouth or their bodies and their mind to think like him and to speak his words. And when they speak, uh, he's able to bring the manifestation in the natural world. Right. God does the same. He uses our tongue to speak so that he can go to work because now man, as a child of God, is speaking for those things. And we know in Proverbs, it talks about that, right? Life and death, Proverbs 18, 21. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And here, Jesus says, out of his belly, he's talking about the seat of the Spirit, shall flow rivers of living water. It's not just one river. Wow. You know, people say, okay, you know, I, I can teach a class. Like, for example, I can teach a class and I know it's a river flowing out of me. But it's not just talking about one river, it's talking about rivers. So once the Holy Spirit comes into us, we are never anymore the same. But the sad thing is that Christians, they equate that with behavior. And because they have some change of behavior, they don't say certain words, uh, they don't do certain things, they think, okay, that is it. No, the Holy Spirit is given to us for a much greater purpose than just changing our behavior. we got to be conscious of the fact, of the truth, that rivers of living water should be flowing out of us. And now that will be healing, that will be speaking in tongues, that will be prophesying, all kinds of stuff, just like Jesus did, and Paul did. You're right. It's nightlight. Let's go to John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. This Spirit of truth, 
the world cannot receive it. That basically what it means is they do not have what it takes to receive the Holy Spirit because they are not born again. The Holy Spirit of truth will lead us into all truth. And one of the truth is also speaking in tongues. This comforter that Jesus was talking about, sometimes we look at the Tao coming down on Jesus when he was baptized by John the Baptist in the uh, River Jordan. They see the Holy Spirit coming down like a Tao and they think that, okay, now that is what it... No, it says like a Tao, not in the form of a Tao, it is like. It was gentle, it landed on Jesus. And once that happens, then the power, all of that starts working in our life. And that's why Jesus said, don't go anywhere, wait till you, know, you receive the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Spirit. Now look at verse 26 of the same chapter. I'm just building a foundation and then we'll get deep into the uh, tongues. John 14:26. but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Okay, so everything that Jesus said, the Spirit, which the Comforter, called the Comforter, which the Father shall send, we have it now. So if Jesus said, you shall, you shall speak in new tongues, you will. The Comforter will make sure that happens. Not just bringing it to a remembrance, but will help us to walk in it. So why is there such a big, uh, what do you call, resistance against speaking in tongues? That's because Satan hates it. Satan does not want us, want our spirits praying to the Father. He wants a carnal mind because a carnal mind is always going to beg because a carnal mind lives in fear. So anytime we pray, we are just praying and begging God, oh God, please give me this, give me that. When God says, come on, use the gift I gave you. When Jesus was at the well with the Samaritan woman, the woman asked Jesus a question, said like the Jews pray in the temple, we pray upon the mountain. So who is right? Mm -hmm. And Jesus said that the time is coming, which is now because Jesus had not yet died. True worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For God is a spirit and he looks for or desires for people to worship him in the spirit. Amen. Jesus said they must worship him in spirit. Jesus did not leave an option. He did not live, you know, one, two, three. He said, no, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. A lot of times, like when I speak in tongues, sometimes I start singing in tongues. Mm. Not consciously, I'm not trying to. Okay. I start praying in tongues and then, you know, maybe after like 20 minutes or 30 minutes, uh, sometimes I start singing in tongues and then I go back to speaking in tongues, right? Wow. And I believe with all of my heart that my spirit knows how to worship the Father in the right way. Now my mind sometimes, you know, it's not renewed to that level, so sometimes it just goes by songs that I know from the past, you know, songs that other people have sung, I try to sing it. There's nothing wrong with that, but I'm, I'm, I'm finding it more refreshing and connected with God when I do pray in tongues and, and sing in tongues, right? Uh, let's go to Jude chapter 1 and verse 20. It says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying 
in the Holy Ghost. So Jude here is talking to us, beloved, building yourself in the most holy faith. Now you don't see that many times in the New Testament. Most holy faith. Building yourself in the most holy faith. So when we speak in tongues, when we let our spirit speak to God, when we let our spirits free, and we just use, let our tongue be used by the spirit, we are growing or establishing ourselves more in a, in a holy faith. The holy faith wow. is the faith of Jesus Christ. Paul said that in Galatians chapter 2.20, he said that, you know, the life that now I live, I live by the faith of Jesus Christ. There are quite a few scriptures, I did a study on that one day, that it's actually talking about the, the faith of Jesus Christ. Yes. So Jude here is saying that when you speak in tongues, you are building yourself up into the most holy faith. Now, of course, you know, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. But when you're speaking in tongues, they combine together the word and you speaking in tongues to help you establish yourself and then build you up in the most holy faith. When God's word says that, why would I want to neglect it? Now, of course, I understand it is not something that the carnal mind, a natural mind is comfortable with. It's not comfortable with it. I remember when I started speaking in tongues, I could speak for like five minutes or six minutes and then, you know, I couldn't do it anymore because my carnal mind couldn't phantom, my brain couldn't understand what's going on. But the more I applied myself, I said, no, we are going to speak for 20 minutes. So I would speak for 20 minutes and sometimes it was tough. But then I would go into 30 minutes and then I would speak every day, try to speak for 30 minutes. And even though my mind tried to wander off, I bring it back and I say, no, we are going to stay for 30 minutes. And then it started becoming more and more easier for me. And I know sometimes when I'm in school and suddenly I'm walking down the hallway and I, I find myself speaking in tongues. And because I speak a lot of Indian languages and, and you know, people in school, they know I speak languages. And so even if they hear it, they think I'm, you know, I'm praying in uh, Hindi or Malayalam or Tamil or something, right? Interesting. So I can get away with it a little bit. But I'm so excited. I want to speak in tongues. Like I know, you know, at home, my wife is here, so I don't really speak out loud very much. I go into a room and speak, but if my wife is not here, I go totally <laughs> crazy speaking in tongues. I just walk around sometimes for hour, hour and a half, just speaking in tongues. Okay. And even scriptures, when I don't understand a scripture, uh, or I don't get the real depth of the revelation from the scripture, I just speak in tongues for uh, three, four minutes. I just speak in tongues and I go back to the scripture and I get new things from the scripture. It's amazing. Gosh. Uh, how God's revelations come out just by studying it. Now, even teaching classes. I mean, I used to struggle teaching classes before, like four years ago. You know, I was nervous. I didn't really, you know, I didn't have all the notes together. I had, you know, okay, I'm going to speak this. Then I'm going to say this verse. Then I'm going to give that example. Nowadays, I don't do any of that stuff. You know, I just have the scriptures, and as I speak, it's so much easier for me to teach. Because I know with 100% that speaking in tongues has really opened up God's word to me, and it is becoming so much more real to me today than it was four years ago. 
So, how many of you want to build yourself into the most holy faith? Yeah, we don't even know this faith. Peter talked about it in, uh, you know, Second Peter chapter 1 verse 1. He was talking to brethren, Christians. He said, all of you who have obtained like this precious faith. That's the same thing. He's talking about the holy faith. The precious faith and the holy faith is the faith of Jesus Christ. Now, we struggle, you know, oh, I don't have faith for this. I don't have faith for that. I, all you got to do is believe you have that faith. And then you start speak out, speaking out in tongues and you study the word and faith comes now. Now, this holy faith is not some, something that many people walk in. There is a confusion that comes from knowing, do you have to lay hands on people to receive the Holy Spirit? Or is it something you can receive on your own through the Word of God or through just asking the Father? The light is always on with nightlight. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 19 and verse 2. Yeah, it's talking about a group of disciples that Paul met. And he asked them, uh, have you received the Holy Ghost? And they said, no, we haven't. We don't even know what it is. We didn't even hear about it. And then Paul said, what were you baptized into? They said, the baptism of John. John the Baptist. And Paul said, oh, that is uh, just a baptism for repentance, uh, saying that Jesus is the way, the truth, whatever it is. And then he laid hands on them. That's what's going on here. Yeah, go ahead and read it. Uh, Acts chapter 19, verse 2. Acts chapter 19, verse 2. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since he believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Okay, so these people never received the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then Paul explained what it is, and when they heard it, they got baptized. And the Bible says that Paul laid hands, and the Holy Spirit was given. So that's one way you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, is for somebody to lay hands on you, but you don't need to. Now these disciples, they didn't have the Word of God like we do today. So when we read in the word, Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. And he said, if you know, you know, if you being evil know how to give good gifts out to your children, how much more shall the Holy uh, the Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? We know the scripture, we have it. Right. So all we have to do is believe it. Right? Yes. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 10 and verse 44 and 42, 46. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Yeah, so in the early church, one of the things that people saw was that they, you know, when they received the Holy Spirit, people spoke in tongues. Now, this is the family of Colonius, I think that's how he pronounced his name. I could be wrong. And an angel appeared to him and told him to go get Peter 
And Peter came to his household, and there were quite a few people there. And Peter started, you know, preaching, teaching the, you know, about Jesus Christ. And as they heard the word of God, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And they all started speaking in tongues. These are people that have no idea about speaking in tongues. Right. So there is sometimes an instant manifestation of speaking in tongues. But nowadays, we do have the Word of God as Christians. And when we read the Word of God, faith comes from the Word of God. It's not like, you know, like a Tao or like a cloven tongue of fire. No, that was in the beginning. Because man was still, you know, going by his five senses. Even the disciples were going by the five senses. So God had to do something dramatic to show that they received something. I see. But later on, as you see, as more and more of the written word became available, now God is expecting us to believe that and just by faith step out and do what God wants us to do, right? Right. So when I started seeing this, I wanted to build myself to the holy faith. Now, I want to build myself to the faith of Jesus Christ. But I found that every time I prayed, my natural mind would be an obstacle. And because it was an obstacle, I couldn't really pray. Now, I could pray for, for example, I could pray for, my, for you guys in uh, Africa because I know about you guys. I could pray for people that I know or situations that I know and I'm limited. But when I pray in tongues, uh, the Spirit knows around the world who needs what, right? Right. And so the Spirit is, is able to pray more specifically for situations that need prayer uh, and God needs a person on the earth to speak it out. Wow. And so my prayer life has changed so much more because it's not just coming out of my carnal mind or my knowledge of certain situations, but the Spirit, the Bible says your Spirit, you know, you know all things. You have an unction from the Holy Spirit and you know all things. An unction is an anointing. So our, my Spirit knows all things. So I can pray much more uh, with my Spirit than with my carnal understanding. Now, there could be things that are coming up in the future. Like, for example, you know, there would be something coming up that I have no idea about. But my Spirit knows it and so if I pray in the tongues my spirit can pray for the particular situation way in advance without me even knowing it wow and so you know I didn't teach on tongues for for a long time because like I said I want to practice it I want to know that it works I know it works because God's word says it Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says that get your mind renewed to where you can prove the good the acceptable and perfect will of God and I know beyond a shadow of doubt that it is an acceptable, perfect will of God for me to speak in tongues because I'm speaking to God and not to man, right? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And let's start from verse 2. Verse 2, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, albeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. How did you hear that? For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men. See, a lot of times, like I said before, right, people say, oh, that speaking in tongues is like you're speaking to a Spanish group and you don't know Spanish, so you're speaking in tongues. No, I, I, like I said, that can happen. But here it says, 
for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men so i'm not speaking in a known world language i'm speaking in a in a tongue that is not unto men but unto god yes see there's a connection there's the link my spirit is speaking to god directly for no man understandeth him howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries mysteries are things that you know we can understand by a carnal mind unless it is revealed so when i speak in tongues i'm speaking my mind cannot understand what i'm saying but my spirit knows and it's speaking mysteries things revelations things about you know the world that my my mind can never understand my spirit is reaching out to people and situations and circumstances you know praying for people across the world that that, that needs to get healed wow if the devil can shut me up and not use the gift which is by the way given to all men to every christian jesus is he that believeth right so if you believe it's yours that's right so the devil would not want us to do that either through pride or through carnal reasoning or because we value the opinions of men but when i broke away from all of that and i said i don't care what my mind thinks i don't care what people think of course you know i don't go around speaking in tongues uh in public i speak in tongues and i know after 3 years now i'm speaking more and more now in the last year you know year or so i know the benefits of what is going on in my life and in my spiritual life read the next one verse 3 but he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort we talk about prophesying it's not just talking about prophesying about things to come or you know okay you are going to be married in 2 years no that's not what paul is talking about prophesy is talking about when you teach god's word that's also called prophesying the word of god you know god told ezekiel when he went to the valley of the bones right dead bones god told him to prophesy to the bones and god told him exactly what to say it was the word of god and he did that so prophecy doesn't mean it is always something hidden that you are trying to bring out prophecy is also when you are speaking the word of god so it, so paul is saying you know you prophesy speak unto men to edify people like when i'm teaching a class in a way i'm edifying people building them up or comforting them or exhorting them could you read the next one he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself but he that prophesieth edifieth the church so now paul is giving us a clear distinction a clear line between these two he says when you speak in an unknown tongue you edifies himself or edifies yourself now like the word you know edifies is basically building up you talked about building yourself up into the most holy faith edifying is like you're building up it's a process it's not something that appears immediately just like your your muscles you know you exercise you you know you lift weights or you run you build up your stamina or your energy level whatever it is speaking in tongues is you edify yourself you're building yourself up 
So if you're not building yourself up, then what happens is you're either remaining the way you are or you're even going back more into a carnal realm of a Christian life than a supernatural one. And so here it's very clear. If you speak in a church, Paul is saying you're edifying the church. You're talking God's word to people and the whole group is being edified or built up. But when you speak in tongues, you're speaking you know, from your spirit and you're edifying yourself. Uh, could you read the next one? I would that he all spake with tongues, but rather that he prophesied. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret, that the church may receive edifying. Okay, so Paul is saying like, you know, even if you don't speak in tongues, at least make sure that you are prophesying when you're teaching, you're, you're you know, bringing forth the word of God. So Paul is comparing, he's saying, if it comes to a comparison, teaching the word of God, speaking forth God's word is more important for the church than even speaking in tongues. Okay, look at the next one. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. So right there, he's he's making it very clear, right? Like for me to go into a church or to a a meeting and speak in tongues, that is not what uh, Paul is recommending here. We're going to skip a couple of verses. And so Paul is going to explain, you know, why speaking in tongues in a church is not profitable, right? Unless there's an interpreter. Uh, Look at verse uh, 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Okay, so if you look at the word spirit, the S is a lower case. Uh, It's not talking about the Holy Spirit. Paul is saying, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, he's talking about the recreated spirit that we have in us, he's praying. Remember I said, you know, our spirits want to connect directly with the Father? So it's not the Holy Spirit But it's our spirit, the recreated spirit, uh, crying out to the Father or praying to the Father, bypassing our natural reasoning of a carnal mind. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Now many a time when I pray, I don't understand what I'm praying. But Paul also says that you can interpret it. And I have done that. Sometimes I pray in tongues and suddenly I get an urge to ask the Lord for interpretation. And so I ask the Lord for interpretation. And then I start speaking in English for a minute or so uh, what I was speaking in tongues. And most of the time it is something that pertains to myself. Because the other prayers I don't really have to know. Because, you know, I don't want my carnal mind to start analyzing and trying to figure things out. So I just let my tongue speak forth the words that my spirit wants to bring forth. Melbourne, before you go on, I have a question from the passage you were just sharing. It seems that Paul is playing down the importance of speaking in tongues. In verse 19, he says, Yet in the church I'd rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Uh, what Paul is saying is that if I come to a church and I speak 10,000 words in an unknown tongue, 
it will not profit anybody. But if I speak even four words or four sentences in the language that people can understand, it will profit them. So Paul is talking about speaking in tongues publicly. He's not playing down on you speaking in tongues in your private prayer time. He's encouraging that. But going to a church and then you start speaking off like there are people that do that. Like here in Uganda, as you know, Melvin, in the Pentecostal churches, they can spend hours speaking in tongues, rebuking the devil and evil spirits and all kinds of things. And it's mostly an angry, sort of violent speaking in tongues. And it often seems that people are trying to outdo others in showing how spiritual they are. That's not the kind of tongues that we're talking about, right? No, the minute you start speaking in tongues in order to show off or to act spiritual or to let other people know, uh, you know, how spiritual you are or how the Spirit is speaking through you, all of that is of the devil. It's of the flesh. Yes. You know, it's just like preachers who sometimes will get up there and they preach condemnation and guilt and hellfire and they're preaching, but it is not the Spirit of God. You know, and so that you can see it, I can see it too. I know some people who speak like exactly what you're saying. See, that is not what I'm talking about. For example, I have to learn not to take the experience of others to minimize the Word of God. Now, like I said in the beginning, my brother is a pastor of five Pentecostal churches in India. And, you know, his church goes crazy sometimes. But I can't take that and compare with what God's Word is saying for me. And so, a lot of times people stay away from that because... People that don't really have a relationship in the Word, who are not strong in the Word, whose mind is not renewed, they like the outer, outward manifestation, so they get into it. And sometimes they, they're forced to do it in the flesh. And even people interpret sometimes, you know, just interpret whatever they're saying, not really knowing the exact interpretation. They just interpret. Right. So what Paul is saying here is that if you go to a church, like say for example, okay, let's go to verse uh, 15 and I'll get back to that uh, question. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 15. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Okay, so here Paul is making a difference. There are times that we pray from our understanding, that's our mind. But Paul is saying, I also pray in the Spirit. I sing both ways. That's what Paul is saying here. Look at verse 18. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than ye all. Okay, so here Paul is clarifying that. He's talking about in his private life, he speaks in tongues more than all of them. Now, if you really look at it, more than half of the New Testament is written by Paul. And see, he got all of those revelations and he says right here, I speak in tongues more than all of you. But he, he has seen what happens in the church when people come out and they try to promote themselves and they start speaking in tongues and nobody understands it. Right. So Paul is kind of rebuking them and saying, don't do that. This is for your own edification. It's for your own building up of the most holy faith. So it is not something that uh, we stay away from or shy away from, but it is something that we want God's Spirit to help us to enter into it. I mean, I don't speak in tongues like, you know, gara, 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 or I don't just uh, mutter something. Right. When I speak, I, I know it's a language. They had people experimented on, they had people speaking in tongues, and uh, they tested it out, 
and they said that the tongues actually fulfilled all the requirements of a language. Wow. So it wasn't just like, you know, bara 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 gara gara gara, no, no, none of those. When I speak in tongues, like, say, for example, I can give you, an ex- you know, just an example, right? Siyoto patakala rahima, masiti niribi kosotro shiti, laharano rometi yamara koha, mitonari bina rakela rahasantiti, masatromo makati niriba gohiya. Wow. Yeah, when I speak, I don't get, uh, I don't repeat words. Like I said, you know, I can understand uh, five different languages and I can, you know, mostly speak most of them to some extent. But when I speak in a tongue, I don't get any words from any of those languages. If I'm just trying to make it up, I would be, my, my brain would be picking from the stores of uh, words that is in my, in my memory. No, it doesn't. Right. And sometimes I start speaking in tongues and then I can see my, you know, after sometimes it goes into a different, like sometimes it sounds like Spanish, uh, sometimes, you know, it's like Chinese or sometimes it's like that. I'm not saying it should be like that, but in my case, it is like that. It could be a different thing for different person, different people. And so Paul is saying that I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. And the next verse says, yet in the church, you see that? Yet in the church, I had rather speak five words. With my understanding, he's talking about coming out from his his mind. That my voice, I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown language. So Paul is making a difference here. In your private life, in your private prayer time, versus people coming out and showing off outwardly. And see, that's, that is where a lot of people, including me, for years I shied away from it. Because a lot of Christians try to do that in the flesh, in the sense like for their self-glorification. Not for edification, but for glorification. They want people to know that they do speak in tongues. But I have heard people speak in tongues, I mean, real, genuine child of God. And those words that are coming out of their mouth is not forcible, it's not some kind of a impulsive thing. It is really flows smooth and it flows good. And that's why a lot of times when you are in the word and you're studying the word and you're, uh, you're promoting the word and you're, you're walking in the spirit, now when you speak in tongues, it edifies you and not trying to uh, make you puffed up or into pride. And that's why when you hear my classes, I don't ever talk about speaking in tongues unless it is something that I want to bring out. Uh, like I said, one of my persons that I teach on class here in the States, and I had a class with him like a month ago on tongues because he really wanted to. And he said since then, he's been speaking in tongues every day. And he's saying that he's getting more understanding from the word and his prayer life is being enhanced when he's speaking in tongues. Inspiring you to dig deeper into God's word. You're listening to Nightlight. Well, Melvin, before we close, maybe you could give us some pointers on how people can start, myself included, uh, to speak in genuine tongues and how to receive and use this gift. Unlike the first time the Spirit was given, the early church, there was a lot of physical manifestations that went along with it. But nowadays, Peter said, you know, uh, we have a sure word of prophecy. He was talking about when Jesus was there and Peter was saying, now we have a sure word from God. 
written down in the Bible and so, or, you know, spoken. In those days it was spoken, but now it's written down. So that is the foundation. Right. And so the class I was teaching you today is the foundation. We have to have a foundation from the Word of God, not from Christian books and, uh, you know, experiences of other people. We have to get it down into the Bible. And so the Bible says very clearly that when we pray in tongues, it's a spirit speaking to God and not to men. Right. It says very clearly, don't make it a show. Don't go around showing it off. Don't be proud in doing it. The Bible is very clear that it edifies yourself. Yes. So we know the Bible foundation and Paul said he speaks in tongues more than all of them. So we know a basic foundation. We know the foundation to stand on. Yes. Now that is the faith. So now faith is coming and we all want to pray in tongues. You got to yield your tongue. In uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. When Paul is saying to present your body, that includes your tongue. Yes. It's not surrendering your body. Surrendering your body is different. Surrendering means you really don't want to do it, but then you're kind of doing it. Right. But presenting is with your whole heart. You're presenting your tongue, your body, and say, Father, I, you know, I present my body a living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I do that on a daily basis. When I wake up, I say, Father, I present my body today as a living sacrifice. The more I've been doing that, I've, I've seen more of my tongue, my mind, my thoughts, even my body following God's word than ever before. So that's the first thing we do. We say, Father, I present my tongue and let my spirit pray directly to you. So whatever way you want to say it, wow. that's a starting point. We're asking, I'm presenting it to God. Once you do that, you start using your tongue, release it by just saying words. Don't let your mind analyze it. Don't let your mind analyze it. The minute is your mind starts analyzing it, kind of breaks it. Just tell your mind, shut up. Okay. That's what I do sometimes. Say, shut up, we are not, uh, uh, you know, we are not connected right now. And I start praying in tongues. I have to discipline myself. Sometimes in the beginning, I would pull and look at the clock and say, okay, I'm going to pray for 20 minutes. And so no matter what, I would pray. And in between, if I would get distracted for a five minutes or 10 minutes, I would go back and I would start praying again till my flesh is crucified uh, to this particular gift of God. So it all starts by faith. You're stepping out by faith. See, I have the evidence of things not seen, but the evidence has to be acted upon. Yes. And so I start speaking in tongues. I make it a commitment. Like every time I get into my car, go to work early in the morning, around you know, 6 o'clock or 6.30, the minute I step into my car, I start speaking in tongues. And I keep it up. Uh, I don't listen to the word of God. I don't say anything. But sometimes when I'm speaking in tongues, I burst out into praise. Like I just praise the Father, worship Him for maybe like a minute or so. And then I go back into speaking in my tongues. I do that every day. That's like 30 minutes. And then sometimes when I'm home, I speak for 10, 15 minutes in tongues. So it doesn't have to be anything like you're, you're stressing out on. Now speaking in tongues has become such a wonderful experience. Wow. And so in the beginning, the devil will fight you. The flesh will fight you and say, look, what, what are you doing? Do you really believe this? Look, nothing is happening with you. When the Bible says it edifies you, it also edifies your body. 
Wow. Speaking in tongues actually edifies your body. That's, that's a whole thing. Not just your mind, your body, everything. Now, some pastors have found a scientific or medical research that was done that shows that your immune system will go up when you speak in tongues for a long period of time. The Bible says uh, it edifies you. Now, I'm not going by medical or scientific thing, but you know, it's encouraging to hear that. But at the same time, I'm just going by what the word says. That is the way we start. In the beginning, you can prime yourself. Sometimes people say that uh, you can just be praising God, thanking Him, and then just start, you know, easing yourself into tongues. Yes. You can do it in many ways, but those are some of the things that helped me in the beginning. Now I don't need to start praising God for it. I just thank God for the tongues and I just go, you know, I just flow into it. And sometimes I ask, ask God, God, what is it about? You know, what did I just say? And sure enough, Paul said that. He said he can pray in tongues and he can also get the interpretation. So if the Spirit feels that that was important for you to know, He will give you an interpretation. But I don't still, I mean, I don't block my praying in tongues by wanting to know everything I'm saying. And so that is basically the foundational truth that I'm teaching today. Of course, you know, there is so many different uh, benefits to it. It builds you up. It gets your thoughts realigned because your carnal mind is now fasting because your flesh wants to know everything. So when you speak in tongues, right. your, your flesh, your carnal mind is not getting anything because you're speaking mysteries. So the carnal mind in the beginning will throw a tantrum, but just like a toddler, you got to tell the mind, shut up, I'm going to pray in tongues and there's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes when you're praying in tongues, your mind might go into other thoughts. You can be praying in tongues and you can be thinking about uh, something else. Now that's okay. That is okay. But don't let your mind take over to where you stop speaking in tongues. Now, I can be listening to the Bible and speak in tongues at the same time without skipping a bit. Uh, I can read the Bible and speak in tongues at the same time. I mean, it was very hard for me in the beginning because what I'm seeing is what, what my mouth wants to speak. But now I can read. I'm not saying perfectly, but you know, I can do it. So I can be listening to a worship song, a song praising God, and not stop speaking in tongues. Wow. But in the beginning, that was not possible. My mind would always, my mouth would go according to the song. But now, my mind doesn't get involved. I can speak with my mouth and listen with my mind. I'm not saying you should do that. It's just that it helps me because at the same time, because sometimes my mind goes off into things uh, about the day or my work while I'm speaking in tongues. But don't let the devil condemn you that that is not, no, you can't, you know, your mind will wander away. But you can pull it back and you can think about God or Jesus or, you know, something uh, from the Bible and still be speaking in tongues. So guys, out there, I'm not teaching this. It has nothing to do with your salvation. It has nothing to do with you going to heaven. It has nothing to do with your blessings because your blessings are already given to you. Whether you speak in tongues or not, it is yours. You are seated in heavenly places with Christ. That doesn't change. Your walking in authority doesn't change. All of that. But getting a carnal mind, the, you know, in Romans 8, the Bible talks about we need to mortify our flesh 
with the Holy Spirit. So when you're speaking in tongues, you're modifying your flesh, which is a great thing. Uh, see, all of these are benefits in speaking in tongues. It is a gift that God has given to every child of God. And instead of blocking it, because our mind doesn't know or understand it, let's release it and try it. I'll tell you 100%. You will be hooked onto it and you will start experiencing our understanding of your mind and the Word of God much greater than ever before. I, I don't really want to make it to where people think that, oh, if I don't do this, then God is not happy with me. None of those. It's just a gift that God has given us. And it's like a cell phone, for example. You don't have to use a cell phone to live a life. But if you have a cell phone, it makes it easier for you to stay in touch with your friends, families, and blah, 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 like that. So it's just a tool God has given us, and I intend to use it to the highest uh, every day. Now, I fall short, I fall short, I'm not perfect, but I don't care. As long as I know that I, I, you know, I love to use it, and it's working, and I, I can help others, that's all there is to it, and it's a simple thing. And I would encourage people, just like Paul said, that, you know, to, to start speaking in your private time, in your private life, and you will see testimonies come out of it like never before. Thank you so much, Melvin. Lots more to come from Melvin in upcoming podcasts. Well, I hope this show is a blessing to you. If so, please do share it with others. And I'll be back in just a few days' time with another International Nightlight Podcast. Until then, may God bless and keep you and yours. See you soon. Bye-bye.